Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a week. Alex Cuthbert back in the Welsh side. Wales play their first Autumn International this week. Is Liam Williams off to Saracens? The Pro 12 has been described as an interloper by its US allies. What an incredible week. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast. for downloading this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. It's Jed and Dan here once again uh, with a massive amount of things to talk about this week. Um, we very nearly recorded this podcast on Tuesday, as it is, it's Thursday evening. And my God, what an awful amount that's happened in that time. Bit of luck there, Dan, that we didn't do it on Tuesday, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad we managed to wait. Yeah. It is mighty exciting stuff, isn't it? I know. We've got... Yeah, so obviously we've had the team announcement, which was delayed. Um, we've now got this potential transfer rumour that continues to rumble on. A few sources on Twitter saying that Liam Williams is a, a confirmed deal to Saracens, which, if correct, we called, I think. Yeah, called it last week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had, um, we've had that's my phone going off there as well, so that's, new that's, levels of professionalism. That's Liam Williams there. That'll be him, yeah, that's him now. Just, uh, shh, shh, shh. That's it. Yeah, another one. So I think so. We we pretty much confirmed that Liam Williams listens to the pod. I think I've said Dan Bigger and Rob Haley are also listeners as well. So yeah, yeah, pretty um, pretty stellar cast of uh, of uh, fictional listeners there, really. So, (laughs) uh, what else has happened this week? Uh, Again, just before we came on air, the Pro Twelve, you know, the US um, US rugby authorities kind of quick to distance themselves from this rumours with some pretty uh, outrageous claims in there as well. All of this we're going to be chatting about later on. Uh, I'm guessing you're pretty excited about the the squad and the team buzzing about buzzing about Friday. Oh yeah, Saturday. can't can't wait. Yeah, such a such a great week, isn't it? When you've got the game coming up on Saturday, I've almost been sprinting to work. Yeah, yeah, bouncing along the streets. <laughs> this is it. So plenty uh, plenty of reaction coming up in part two, which is heads up. 
But as always, we start with fronting up, which is where we have a look at uh, a big issue from the world of Welsh rugby. And this week, we're looking at the art of punditry. Is punditry dead? That's the big question that we want to get to the bottom of. And uh, we're going to start by uh, we're going to start by asking you this, Dan. Punditry. Is it dead? Um, it's it's the, for me. It's a lot of it's lacking a lot of charisma. You know. Yeah. Um, you seem to be hearing the same old things being just reiterated out time and time again. You almost know what people are going to say before they've opened their mouths. So to a degree, yeah, it's it's so flat. I think it really suffers from, it seems to be that only ex-professionals are allowed on broadcast media to, to talk about rugby, right? And that's something that exists across all sports, but at the same time, Yes, they'd be able to, to give you more insight. You know, will Tom Shanklin be able to give you more insight than you and I would about playing for Wales? Probably. Right. Only just. Yeah, only just. <laughs> um, but at the same time, ex-pros are, are well-trained in giving media sound bites. They don't give a lot away. So as a viewer, does it actually give you that much more entertainment? Yeah, no, it doesn't. They're all, they, they don't want to upset one another, do they? So you've got the same type of, same type of person that's almost given the same answers, but in a slightly different format. A lot of it comes down to the format, doesn't it? And who they've, you know, if we put on someone, like a member of the public, for instance, in there, that's going to ask some some awkward questions, um, you'll get a different response. And then it'll, it'll it just needs needs a little bit of jazz for me, really. It's um, a lot of it is stating the, stating the bleeding obvious. Yeah, it is. And this is something that, as I say, it doesn't just exist within rugby, but I think rugby has fallen victim to... to you know, the, the kind of football being the bigger sport, right? I think a lot mm. of production is led by how football is, is produced on TV. And I think that rugby's kind of fallen into this trap of, OK, we need ex-pros on there. We've got to be fairly careful about what they say. And in particular, things like Scrum 5 that used to, used to tackle big issues and hold people to account. It feels all a bit banal to me now. It's all a bit safe and timid. Yeah, it is massively safe, isn't it? The most interesting thing is looking at what the what, what what the chaps are wearing, really, in terms of their clothing, isn't it? No, but it is. No vests, I've seen. Oh, no vests yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't 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 pop mine on today after the stick I had, but I wish I had. It's absolutely freezing in here. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It's a it's a proper uh, a, a difficult day to be doing a pod in here with no central heating in November in a yeah. in a basement. I, w- I wonder if you know with Scrum Five and things whether they've cut the. Uh, they cut the budget down because um, he used to have he used to have quite a few guests, um, or they just want to play it massively safe. But you know, before the show starts, I still watch it religiously, but you know what's going to be said before the show's even got going. Yeah, I mean, you know, couldn't we have some you know an injection of young blood on there? Someone like you know, he's a hot topic at the moment, isn't he? Keelan Giles. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we see a, we see a few interviews with him, but just having him in the seat there talking to the likes of Martin and Jonathan, it would be really interesting, then it would change the dynamic up. I'd like to hear him talk. I'm sure probably a lot of people would. I would, but at the same time, I'd be much more keen on what you said earlier about getting members of the public, specifically fans. And we spoke last week on last week's podcast about this kind of concept of fan kind and a fans getting a, a raw deal. But when it comes to broadcast, there's very little fan opinion on there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean alongside, so yeah. bringing in, you know, having somebody like him in there and then having, yeah, a member of the public, a fan, um, and letting them, have a, letting them have a voice. Yeah, uh, like, like I say, I think the, the fan one is, is a particular kind of bugbear of mine that... Yeah, I'm with you. That you kind of just get 
when you do when you do have some input from a fan on these shows, it tends to be the most boring comment you can ever imagine. Are oh, you looking forward to the game? Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, it's oh, completely st- It's completely staged, isn't it? It's as yeah. if they've they've probably they've said to them before, and right, you can't ask that question. It's far too not complex, but we mm-hmm. we just want it to be really nice and simple. You know, who's you know who's going to be wearing the uh, you know who's going to be wearing number fourteen jersey, mm-hmm. and when you know it's been an absolute given or whatever, and let's mix it up. Yeah, I agree, and I think the other thing that you see with with fans on you know, on Scrum Five, on radio and stuff, is when the other time that they they want kind of fan opinion, it's oh let, let's have a fan being a bit wacky, you know, or be a bit gimmicky. Yeah, somebody coming out with something absolutely outrageous. Yeah, that it's clear that maybe they've you know they've never watched the game or they're just absolutely sky high and they've yeah. had a, they've had you know far too many pints. Just somebody is well informed would be good, wouldn't it? It would, oh, but there's lots, there's lots of rugby fans out there who are well informed. Yeah, masses. There's huge amounts of rugby fans who watch more rugby than any of the pundits do. Yeah. So why is there no role for them? And something you mentioned before we came on air was just about viewer input into into shows like Scrum Five as well. Yeah, viewer input. You get you get you get real engagement then, don't you? And it would instantly change change the format for me. Something else. Something else I think would be great to see would be refereeing at the moment is a massive hot topic. Yeah. You know, let's bring on somebody like, you know, maybe not Nigel Owens because he's, he's you know, everyone, everyone knows knows who he is, but somebody else that can comment and say, well, actually, chaps, it's such a hard job and we feel we're being, you know, yeah, we're not, we're not up to scratch, but it's a really difficult job or just anything just to, just to take it up a notch yeah. and then make it informative. With, um, with all of these things, for me, shows like this should be tackling issues and should be looking at actually like I said like I said earlier tackling some di- asking some difficult questions and trying to pose some answers to it rather than just kind of sound bites and it's not particularly a slight on the presenters and the and the pundits particularly no it's the format it is the format and that's it's, that's that's, it's protected isn't it yeah it's protected and but deliberately you, yeah but if you cast your mind back Let's go back 10 years to the most famous episode of Scrum Yeah, Fight, I know right? where you're going here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that was incredible viewing. Yeah, it was, it was the, the, mo- the most watched show, wasn't it? But yeah. on, on, re- on repeat as well, because obviously a lot of people missed it at the time. But it was... But you, don't get, you don't get any of that now, because you felt like there was genuinely a number of different parties trying to get to the bottom of what had been a very hard issue. Now... Say what you like about Eddie Butler, right? Some people like him, some don't. I'm not a massive fan of him as a commentator, but on that particular occasion, he wouldn't let things lie. You know, he was he was set out to to get across his side of the argument and to to get you know to get to the bottom of of what he thought was the issue, and that's lacking now from from the you know from the from the broadcast media in general, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, for me, it was a lot more interesting when he was on there. Yeah, I think I think you don't have to like not that I dislike him. You don't have to like a character for it to be for it to be good. Yeah, no, I, I again I absolutely agree with that. And by doing the safe thing and just having ex pros on there, it just because you know it's a very safe environment. Yeah. How long can it? Yeah, how long can it go on for? As it as it is. But I think here's you know and not a week goes by on this podcast where we don't start speculating, right? Because that's the luxury of of what we do, right, is, is yeah. we can kind of speculate about these things. And what I think has, has kind of happened here is after that big incident 10 years ago caused massive 
fractions with the Welsh Rugby Union. BBC Wales have been too scared to, to do anything as bold as that for fear of pissing off the union. They piss off the union, they lose the TV rights to, to domestic, but particularly to those, to those Wales internationals. And, one, and if you do that, then that leaves them in, um, in a, a very difficult situation. I actually think they feel like they're hamstrung now. Yeah, it's all to yeah, it's all to do with that, isn't it? Most probably, but they don't have to. They don't have to take it back to, you know, those days. Just bringing on, you know, bringing on different characters like a, a strength and conditioning coach, um, a representative from the Premiership maybe that can give an angle from there. Um, without obviously they'd be brief beforehand, no doubt, saying that you can't go into this topic or that topic. So yeah, it'll be it'll but be pleased. Should they though? Should they be well, policing them, or actually I, should they be doing what? You know, doing what a, a broadcaster should be doing, and if there is a difficult, a difficult topic to to get to the bottom of, do it. Yeah, if it's going to be on that show, though, they're not going. They're just not going to allow it, are they? So it's probably for another time. I would much prefer it, yeah, to be completely open and fluid and free flowing, and off off you go. But it just it wouldn't happen, would it? I think I think it could. You know, I think with the right direction, I think that. Yeah, but if you're saying direction, you're going to be leading it then. What, yeah, what I mean is, is there should be the format should be that actually you have a number of individuals. You know, it's not going to be it's not going to be the same every week because there will be weeks when there isn't a big, you know, big thing to get to the bottom. Of. But when there is big issues, actually have different views on it rather than just the same old yeah. sound bites being a topical topical debate. Yeah, like we said, refereeing exactly. We're refereeing. Have a chat about it, and, and that's particularly topical at the moment after yeah. you know, kind of what happened. Last week in the Welsh derby, in particular the uh, particular the the Blues Scarlets game, which is some of the worst refereeing I've ever seen. <laughs> and to be fair, I think you know Jiffy kind of mentioned it on on Scrum Five and said you know that that wasn't going to. But again, I think that is the standard refereeing in the Pro Twelve. That is not the first time that we've spoken about that this year. Yeah, it's, again, been, it's been brought up time and time again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. But again, it just seems like a like a little a token mention on the show. Rather than actually going, look, this just simply isn't good enough. Yeah, get a referee on there though, because it'd yeah. be good to hear from them. The refs will—they're bound to have a slightly different standpoint. They'd all say, "Yeah, that was awful refereeing," but there'll be a but in there. Yeah, guaranteed there'll be a but in there. And it'd be just nice yeah. to hear from them. And it is—it is a difficult job, you know. And I wouldn't want to do it. But if you're refereeing in a professional league, you kind of have to be held to account. Yeah, it'd also be refreshing for them to for them to say, "Yeah, we uh, we made an error," but. Yeah, no, they would, can't. Yeah. You, know, you never hear. I don't know whether can they can they do that. Well, I don't, they don't. I, they don't, so they I, don't. don't. Um, no. I think it would be refreshing to hear. You very rarely, mm. you very rarely hear it. Well, in most professions, you have to, you you have to hold your hand up, then you and say, Look, I made I made a made a cock up there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you 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 held accountable. And they're only human. So yeah, kind of just um to to bring it back to our to our theme of punditry. Like I said, you know the the real bugbear for me is that is the exclusive kind of club that there seems to be now. And I think that's another thing that prevents you from, from being actually critical of, of players, not, not for the sake of it, but being objective. Hmm. So, you know, no one on that no one on that panel is gonna say, Oh, Alex Cuthbert shouldn't be in that world side. Right? I don't know, I don't think he should be. We'll chat about that later. I'm sure you've got an opinion on that one, Dan. Yeah, well, I mentioned it a couple mentioned it a couple of weeks back, didn't I? Yeah. That uh, Howdy's got a master plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Oh, we'll find that. We'll stick find with that it. soon enough. Yeah. But you're not gonna get that. And the, the the thing that really dawned to me, and again, it wasn't watching rugby during the Euros, right? 
um, BBC Gary Lineker's sat on uh, sat there as the as the anchor, and it's ahead of one of the England games, and he asks Vincent Company about Raheem Sterling. He says Raheem Sterling's been getting a lot of stick in the in the press. You know, uh, you know Raheem better than most, being his captain at Man City. What's it, what's he really like? What are you going to get from his yeah, club yeah. captain? You're not going to be sitting. Oh yeah, he's you know he's a lousy trainer. He turns up late. Yeah. Baby Bentley he thinks he's he thinks he's cock the walk. You had to get exactly the kind of boring soundbite that yeah. Just don't bother asking out those questions. Well, don't bother asking those questions. Yeah. And have someone who could you know if you had a journalist in that role yeah, then you can be a lot more objective because that is the the essence of journalism is is to be objective about it and to and to point out those. Though you know, point point things out as it is, and give yeah. some proper insight and analysis, which well, I just don't think you get with pros. Yeah, coming back to your point about you know Cuthbert asking Martin Williams or or Jonathan, they're going to give you standard lines. Mm. If there's a member because because they they have to because of you know where they are really, yeah. and they're not going they're not going to do anything other than that. You put a member of the public on there. Yeah, it was it was a rugby, you know, it was into rugby, or whatever level. They they can say what they want. They can say anything. And then it would be just quite interesting just to see the grimaces on their face. Oh, you know, and, and it would just be it would just be really refreshing, wouldn't it? Well, I think so. And you know, pundits aren't paid to be to be Alex Cuthbert's man. I, I don't want to keep using Cuthbert as an example, right? Because it's you know he's he's struggling for form. You right? do want to keep you well. I keep using it as an yeah. example, and I'll you know I'll make my thoughts on that pretty clear later on. But they're not paid there to be Alex Cuthbert's mate or Tom James's mate. They're paid there to to give some insight and some opinion, and that's and, and that's difficult. You know, if you are if you are uh, if you do happen to have played with a, an ex pro who's going through a difficult time, and you might you know you still see him and you go drinking with him and stuff. Well, it's kind of tough. You've got you've got to be honest. Do you think there's an argument to say that they uh, they're actually they're actually bored with the answers they're given, but they have to give them? I think, or at least it's. They would give a little bit more then than they're giving currently, but they said you you just keep you keep it nice, you keep it sweet, and there's your money. I don't think they're being instructed to do it. I just think it's the environment that's been created. So it's a very very safe environment where almost everyone's a bit scared to be too critical. It's a bit of a coffee club yeah. kind of scenario. It, as we've said a few times now, there's an easy way to break that up yeah. without getting them in hot water. But I don't. Think I know you want to see. A, I know you, you wouldn't want... be in hot water if, if you know. If you said, if you said, look, he's struggling for form. You know, if you if you're objective about it, you're not. You know, you're never going to get Martin Williams sat there trolling a, a player on there. But what you would like is a bit more, a bit more honesty to it, and saying mm. actually, I can't. You know, I, don't, I I wouldn't have picked this player because he's not in form. He should be back at his club recovering that, and then we can pick it up. You know, he can pick up. He can come back and fight for the international jersey later on. But I just don't think you get that. You get the, the same old standard lines of, oh, he's a great athlete. Oh, well, we know he's a class act. Form is, form is temporary. Class is permanent. It's like, geez, come on. You know, what have you... Yeah. You must have more in your locker than that. Yeah, the I most interesting thing is, is actually probably guessing what they really think. But Yeah. Know. What about introducing... Yeah, maybe we should introduce a couple of beers for them before they go on. You know, they always do sat in that kind of mock-up yeah. pub environment. And maybe a, maybe a couple would kind of would loosen the tongue a bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe get them all in vests, have them standing, not sitting, <laughs> and then let them go. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, again slightly, uh, slightly terrifying. So it sounds a bit odd, though. 
yeah, it does. But you know, whatever, uh, whatever kind of uh, floats your boat. <laughs> I suppose is that you know is there any is there any point in in pundits being on there if they're just going to churn out the, the the kind of lines that we've come to expect? Is there any point? Yeah, it depends what pun depends what pundit it is, isn't it? When there was yeah. a you know, there were a couple of New Zealanders on there. You know, Ali Ali Williams, mm. I thought was was really good to listen to. Justin Marshall says it exactly how it is, even though he knows a lot of them. Um, Rush was very good. Yeah, is it, um, is it because they're kind of outside of the the fraternity? Well, yeah, probably is. They know them, and you know, I'm sure that you know they'll go out for a few pints with them. But they're not they're not so so tightly in with them. They'll mm. just say it. They'll just say it how it is, and it's, it's, it's it makes good listening, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I think uh, alongside those, like I you know, like I've said, I think some of the Someone who's got a journalistic eye on it, you know, whether or not it's any of the, the journos who are operating in in Wales at the moment. But someone like Paul Reese, who writes for the Guardian, you know, I've never, I've not really seen much of him as a as a broadcaster, but he's an excellent rugby writer and gets to the bottom of of stories. Mm, there is a big difference, though, isn't there, between writing and yeah, yeah, there is undoubtedly. But I, I think again, this is um, this is probably a you know slightly different topic again. The journalists aren't going to be able to to carry on in the in the way that they are at the moment because people aren't buying newspapers, right? Mm. It's a fact. Year on year, print circulation is down. Yeah. Their kind of their digital presences, that you know, the websites and the the tablet editions are not making up the the loss. Print is not sexy. It's not sexy, and it's and that's... vests are sexy. <laughs> Sorry, they're not. They're really not, and. Uh, God, I'm what, you, what, yeah, of course you have. What kind of? What are you thinking now? What are you thinking now? I'm, I'm, I'm desperately trying not to think about vests. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to go back to the to the point of of print, right? If I can, uh, <laughs> is you know, so again, something like Wales Online, right, which provides a lot of a lot of news and right. That, those guys are under tough conditions, right, because. The revenue targets at a place like Trinity Mirror, their publisher, are going to be high, right? And they're having to kind of make up for it by running these incredibly annoying, intrusive adverts, which everyone kind of gets hacked off with. There's going to come a point where that's not going to be sustainable anymore. So I think all of these, you know, all the kind of journalists have got to have got to look at new ways and new media and embrace that. And whether that be, you know, vi- you know, you say print isn't sexy, right? Video is a thing that's very sexy at the moment. Mm. And on, um, you know, online creating those kind of, those, those pieces of, of short content that, that kind of get to the bottom of a story. I think, uh, I think journalists are going to have to kind of lean towards that. And some good sports journalists have done that already. But again, it's, a, it's another area of sports coverage that is under massive pressure. Yeah. So you completely mix it up then and... Oh, yeah, but I would. I, and I think, you know, the good, the best journalist, like you say, it's, di- it's difficult. You can't just make the transition from being a good writer to a good mm. broadcaster, but there are some out there. Yeah. You know, there are, there are guys who can do that. And I just think that the essence of being a, of being a journalist means you can't be too matey and too pally and too close to the playing, um, to the playing staff or the coaching staff. You have to be objective and, and critical, and that's something that I would like to see in the broadcast media a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that... I think it's very easy to change, though. Yeah. Really easy to change, isn't it? But will we see that? No, I don't think we will. I really don't. 
No, and, I, and again, I think that's that's one that um, that I would I, you know I'd, I'd agree with you on that as well because I think it's uh, it's just there isn't there's no there doesn't seem to be any role for for taking a risk at, at BBC Wales. I think they they they're kind of playing it safe because of the because of the broadcast deal. Yeah, I do think we'll see some changes on a show like Scrum Five because it has to because more and more people are moving away from it. Are they though? I mean, again, I don't know about you know I don't know exactly what the the viewing figures are. But I suppose it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because for want of a better word, a pair of geeks like us who watch a load of rugby and want some kind of in-depth analysis, there will be people who actually go, do you know what, I don't want you to get that deep about it. What I want to see is the tries and the highlights and then a bit of chat around it. So is it about finding a balance? Yeah, it is. But for me, it's it's so uninspiring at the moment mm. that... We watch we watch these shows. Okay, strip out the you know the stats and things like that. You want to actually learn and get some insight. And I don't. I know we watch a lot of rugby, but I think even if even if you didn't, it's not it's not a great watch. Yeah, and I think I think you can give insight to an audience of rugby nuts and more casual rugby fans. You know, without it being overwhelming. Yeah. I think that's the that's the key, and it and it, ha- it can be done, and it has been done in the past. And that's something uh, something I'd like to see kind of going forward. Yeah, you could argue that the show, as it is as it as it's set up at the moment, is is better set up then for people that actually you know big big rugby fans mm. because of the way that it doesn't give a lot of, a lot of chat. So if you know what's going on, you're okay. But if they if they were to make it a bit more general, have you know guests on like we've said, you know have dietitians on, have strength and conditioning coaches, analysts, whatever for for general. You know, for general viewing, then they'd pick up people off the back of that as well. Um, so I, I'd, fl- I'd I'd actually go the other way. You know. Okay. Well, again, you know, whether or not whether or not anyone would be interested in in listening to our argument, I don't know. Um, you know, whether it's a, whether it's just a kind of it's a done deal that it's going to stay the way it is. Well, I think a lot of people would like a lot of people would like some sort of change on there. Would and most importantly, we'd love to we'd love to hear what you think as well. So. Again, please get in touch with us and let us know what you think is uh, is the art of punditry dead. So again, if you want to if you want to give us uh, some of your opinion, you can do so on Twitter at Attacking Scrum, and you can do so via our Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com forward slash Attacking Scrum. And again, this is something that you know I've no doubt will kind of roll on, but we would absolutely love to get your opinion on this one. And as I've said before, this is kind of why we why we wanted to set this this thing up because. I think it's fair to say we're both of the opinion that that kind of fans uh, are often quite overlooked with this, and that's all we are as a pair of fans having a crack at this. So, again, please get in touch and let us know what you think. So, uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll crack on with part two very very shortly.
Social Podcast Network.